Welcome to Soul Purpose Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Nilima Khan. I'm a spiritual mindset coach and a meditation guide. I help you overcome codependency, heal your inner child, and embody your soul purpose. This podcast is for anyone who is on a journey of radical self-love and self-discovery. As a highly sensitive individual and empath, I've always felt there's a need for a sense of community for folks like us to dream, to be who they are. And that's what I intend to create, a safe community space in this podcast. So in today's episode, I interview Joy Onishak, who is a trauma-informed somatic guide based in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Joy helps people get out of their heads and into their bodies so they can release old patterns, explore new possibilities, and be more present for their lives. She offers a variety of body-based practices that weave her love of movement, mindfulness, and the power of human connection. She offers in-person as well as online somatic classes and courses weaving nervous system awareness, somatic movement, breath work, and yoga to help people find more self-kindness and be intuitive with their self-care. She also co-facilitates community conscious connected breathwork ceremonies where she co-creates a sacred container for deep dives into the subconscious. In today's episode, we talk about the innate wisdom that is coded in our physical bodies and how using the breath and various mindfulness and body-based practices we can drop into our bodies, connect to this innate wisdom, and find deep transformational healing. So let's get started. Welcome. Welcome, Joy. Thank you for being in my podcast, Soul Purpose Magic Podcast. I'm so happy to be here and to have you in my space and um I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. So tell me, how are you doing today? Oh, well, that's a funny question. (laughs) How am I doing today? You know, I'm arriving well. I'm arriving calm, uh, calm, cool, and collected, I would say. And um, I just came home this afternoon from my my country retreat um, center, my retreat space, our retreat home. And uh, I spent the weekend there gardening and doing yard work and walking around on my property. I made trails for myself and, and guests to walk around on out there. And I'm feeling really great after having spent a weekend on the land. So really fantastic. Beautiful. Yes, that can be so um, healing and grounding. Yeah. So sounds mm-hmm. like you were just um, embodying your soul purpose magic. So I'll speak a little bit about it since the name of the podcast is Soul Purpose Magic, right? So it's essentially what makes you come alive, what makes you feel true to your um, essence. So I would love to know about, you know, how, how would you describe your soul purpose magic, whatever that is for you? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, for me, I feel most alive when I am authentically connecting with other people and creating spaces where people can authentically connect with one another as well. And I think that's really create these spaces where people can get really real and be seen and um, bear their own hearts and connect with with themselves and and with one another in a really deep way, not a superficial way, but a really deep, meaningful way. And um, yeah, I think I think that's one of my gifts. And the other thing that I love love, love is when people find their own self-appreciation, 
you know, it's been, it's been my own work, my self-work in my lifetime uh, to be kinder to myself. And when I'm guiding someone, uh, whether it's in a retreat or a one-on-one or a class, whatever it is, and someone puts their own hand on their heart and there might be some emotion there around just really acknowledging themselves and appreciating themselves. That's where the magic is for me. Yeah. I can't stop smiling. My cheeks are hurting. (laughs) (laughs) Because um, Mm. those who are listening, I am just so blessed that I got to be in that space with joy and I got to witness her embodying her soul purpose magic because I've been in your group uh, experiences as well as your retreats and what you do is truly so needed Uh, as human beings we really want our core need is to connect so my heart chakra like literally just opened up just just by listening to you so thank you for sharing that beautiful Mm. so tell me um, so you are a trauma-informed somatic guide well, you're so much more than that, but let's start with that. So tell me about mm-hmm. your journey uh, uh, and what inspired you to become a trauma-informed somatic guide. Hmm. Um, the short answer is my clients. Um, it's in my, in my work, um, it's always been about learning, serving who shows up. Uh, when I first started teaching yoga, for example, uh, this was 12 or 13 years ago, I wanted to teach during the daytime when my kids were small and in school and who showed up, but, you know, retired or semi-retired people who had time in the day to come to yoga and they had bad knees and erect shoulder and arthritis here and needed modifications for so many things because of all of these things going on in their, in their bodies so I, I sought out teachers and learned that in order to serve those people who were showing up on my doorstep. And so the same thing with um, trauma-informed work and somatic work was that in my journey towards um, learning somatics, uh, one of the things that I, 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 kind of, I would say stumbled into, um, was invited into, I wasn't actively looking for it. It kind of found, it found me as sometimes these things do. Uh, the conscious connected breath work method, um, NUMA breath work, NUMA breath work uh, out of here in Calgary in Canada. I jumped into this conscious connected breath work training, which was amazing and totally blew my mind and, and surprised me in many ways. Um, and in my, my practicum experience and working with, with clients, there was a lot of people with different degrees or um, types of trauma showing up for breath work, or it would arise during breath work. And very quickly realized, because one of my philosophies is do no harm. And I, so I, I quickly started studying myself and seeking out resources around trauma. And what I needed to know in my practices in order to support people properly, you know, in order to really serve who was, who was showing up and, and support them well. So that's really how I, that's how I stumbled into somatic movement studies and work was looking for more resources for my clients. And um, that subsequently, you know, was a boom, (laughs) wow, kind of, (laughs) kind of learning as well. So yeah. Yeah, so def- definitely my clients have led the way, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely, and it's so much of what the work we do, we learn through our clients. And, uh, you know, being trauma-informed is so needed, right? And mm-hmm. um, I just want to kind of offer like a little bit more foundational understanding to new listeners who are new to this world how would you could you talk a little bit more about being trauma informed what it entails and how um, we can embody that in our everyday practice I mean not everybody is a 
coach or healer or somebody guide but how can we be more sensitive right more um, understanding mm-hmm. and um, and how and a little bit more about what it means what what does the word even somatic mean I mean I know it but I want mm-hmm. the audiences to kind of connect well so trauma-informed oh gosh I mean how did really define that well is because you you can be trauma-informed by just looking up a definition and and reading for a few minutes about about trauma you could spend a little bit of time educating ourselves on the different types of trauma and um, and then you could you could literally study it in deep dives for years um, around social justice and intergenerational trauma and um so it's a very, very vast, vast topic that's definitely, I would say, trending, unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs> it's, you know, um, so there's a lot of information out there. And, you know, to me, being trauma informed is about continually learning because there's no way that you can know everything. <laughs> and, um, and so it really is about continuous learning and being willing to be humble and get it wrong sometimes and uh, to go, well, I didn't know, but now I do uh, and develop our compassion and understanding. And I mean, I, I think a, a really big thing too is, is experience anticipate the best of people, you know, when, and when someone is, is, I mean, one, one of the things that I, that has really changed for me in the last couple of years is the way I see people. And I, I, I think a lot of people who, who work in this line of work will be, will be similar too. And you start to see people through the lens of the nervous system. And so, you know, where you might, before been concerned about someone or annoyed by someone or frustrated by their behavior, if you know that, well, they're actually um, having a lot of anxiousness right now, or they're actually terrified, um, you know, so that you can start to understand people's behaviors and, and see like, well, they're behaving that way because like, there's a reason why they're behaving that way. Um, they don't want to be anxious, <laughs> you know, or they, they're not choosing that, that behavior consciously. Sometimes there's an unconscious, um, an unconsciousness that happens in our behavior from early programming in our childhood, from different incidences that have happened in our lives. Just educate ourselves a little bit about the different types of trauma even the effects of chronic stress on our nervous systems, then we start to have a little more understanding for the people that we encounter and work with in our life. So that's kind of a long roundabout answer, but um, there's lots of different courses and lots of different information out there. But I think it comes down to just being willing to keep learning. And my, my, my clients have taught me the most. I've learned a tremendous amount from experts and books. And I've also learned a tremendous amount from, from people and, you know, being, being willing to learn from them. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It does, uh, the phrase trauma-informed does get thrown a lot, uh, thrown around a lot and the socials and I think there's so much information overload and so little embodiment and that is why the work that you are doing is so important because you actually help people embody because there's only as much that you can learn from a course or a book or even a podcast but you have to learn how to become the the learning Hmm. And that's where I yeah. think the somatics come in, right? Yeah. And you asked what, what is somatics for, mm-hmm. for people who may not know. And that word soma, the stem of that word soma, 
um, it means to perceive the body from within. It's a Greek word, mm. I believe, to perceive mm. the body from within. And so we have what we take in through our senses, you know, our exteroception. So what we take in through our, our hearing and our sight and uh, even our taste, our touch, our smell. And so that's our exteroception or how we perceive sort of the world and um, around us through, through our senses. And then our interoception is that inner felt sense. So interoception, it's, it's what we feel. It's so we, and, you know, it's our gut sense about something. You know, I feel sick to my stomach. Um, you know, the, the senses and the, that we, we connect with inside our bodies, whether that's tension or something just not sitting right, hunger, the basics of life. It's really the foundation of how we take care of ourselves. There's a really great quote that I love, and I, I, I quote it a lot because I just, it's so basic, fundamental. And it's by uh, um, Alan Fogel, and he wrote this book called Body Sense. The, what's it called here? The, so I'm quoting it properly Body Sense, the science and practice of embodied self awareness. And, and he says that um, introception is our way of monitoring ourselves. So we can ease the felt pain, expand the felt joy, and get the resources we need in any given moment. And so this ability to feel inside of ourselves what's going on moment to moment is the basics of self-care. So self-care is another thing that I think was trending a few years ago, <laughs> the word self-care. And it's like, oh, have a bubble bath, go for a walk, phone a friend. You know, there's all these things we can do for quote unquote self-care, but we can actually get pretty strategic about it as well. So that we're actually like getting the resources we need in any given moment. And, and we actually know what it is that, it, that we need rather than just randomly doing these things. <laughs> So, so that's, that's really what somatics is, is a somatics is used in a wide variety of, of modalities, including psychotherapy. It's a way of connecting with what's really going on inside of you from your body's point of view, little different than your cognitive self-awareness or cognitive therapy. They're both super important, but your, your cognitive self-awareness is like what you think about yourself. You know, what do you, what do you think about yourself and who you think you are and, and what you do and your personality, what you think about your personality and your behaviors and your tendencies. And it's super important to have that understanding. And we also need to develop and maintain our embodied self-awareness. So we need both. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, what I observe is that many people when from the early years had to figure stuff on their own. And it's so difficult for them to ask for support and resources outside of themselves. And what you've mentioned that, you know, that at this moment, who what what resources can i can i use right and and that's the the work we do both of us uh, or anybody in this field and a lot of that struggle i i witness in people who are really stuck they get stuck because it's so scary to ask for support because you are so used to doing and figuring stuff out on your own so if you're listening, reach out to us. Life is better with support and it's safe to ask for uh, support. I mean, I am so blessed that I got to experience that with you, that just being able to just quiet the mind and drop into our bodies, right? And that's a big part of what you um, you help your clients through, which is 
you know, helping people get out of their heads and into their body so that they can release old patterns, explore new possibilities and become more present in their lives. So can you speak a little bit about why it is important to drop into our bodies and what does it even mean to connect with our bodies? Why is it important or what do you witness in mm. your clients or in the spaces that you create? Um, yeah, as a, as a trauma-informed somatic guide. Yeah, so some of the things that I witness with clients are self-forgiveness and self-love and even forgiveness and appreciation and understanding of circumstances and people who have caused harm in the past. Um, that's huge <laughs> when that happens. Um, I mean, I've had sometimes people just say, wow, I didn't realize how disconnected I was from my body. And even this, you can see the start of this new relationship with their body. And that's, that's always very magical for me when there's this appreciation and connection and almost like that befriending, befriending of themselves. Because when we have been in states that our body feels like it's betraying us, you know, whether it's chronic pain or uncomfortable things like anxiety, you know, symptoms of anxiousness or symptoms of depression, shame, you know, when we have had experiences with our body that are, that are not, that are not comfortable, we, we, we avoid, <laughs> we don't want to go there because it can be overwhelming. And so for, for people to be able to begin to come back home to themselves through their body and begin to befriend their body and even become a little bit curious about about things then that is those are some of the things that I get to experience <laughs> it's a it's a real privilege yeah and you know you you said a couple things earlier you were talking about how we we need each other you know that we and it's really important I think that people know that that we do really need each other and, you know, even people like Nalima and I need each other and other people, and we all need each other. And it's, it's called co-regulation. And our nervous systems, um, we are wired to be in connection with other people. And that sometimes we can get into states, nervous system states, that we get stuck in, and we absolutely biologically need other people to help us shift that state. Sometimes we can do it on our own, but there are definitely times when we need other people to help us to shift that, that state. And um, I think that really importantly for people in our fields, especially, it can be hard to reach out sometimes for that help. It can be very humbling to think like, oh, I need some help because <laughs> we know this stuff cognitively right we have the cognitive self-awareness we have these tools intellectually and but our nervous systems need other people so as much as we think we know um I've experienced myself my this myself this past year and and uh but as much as we think we know we do absolutely need other people to help us sometimes so absolutely oh I totally feel that um and that's a thing. I mean, we can be really trained. We, we may be able to guide our clients through some really difficult, sticky, icky stuff, but we are also human beings. And I totally hear you. And uh, so, yeah, reach out to us and reach out to joy and really get into your bodies because we are we are spiritual beings having a very human 3D experience. We are gifted this body. And when you connect to your body, you get to connect to the world around you at a deeper level. Yeah, and so the one thing that I was wanting to make sure that people know that are out there listening that um, the idea of going into felt sense and really feeling what's going on in their bodies 
feels like the opposite thing that they would ever want to do because it can be overwhelming or confusing or kind of scary is that there are guides and somatic therapists out there that are well-trained who can help guide you there. And we will use, for example, um, titration, whereby we might invite you into feeling something in your body, let's say a strong emotion, identifying perhaps even where you might feel that strong emotion is in your body. And that, you know, with the idea of titration is that you're there for a little while, you know, being guided to even be curious about what's what you're experiencing. And so you are in co-regulation with another person who is helping guide you so that you feel you'll feel safe to venture there and knowing that that person is not going to leave you there that they are there to help redirect you you know back out into the world again whether that's resourcing visually um, to give you that break from from that felt sense so that things don't become overwhelming for your nervous system and so just to know that there are um, practices and techniques there that that are really really effective at helping people to venture inward if that feels like that's something that's that's a bit scary for you yeah and that is so needed because many people are really afraid to go into that darker place because they're so afraid of being triggered and that is why you know when you work with a guide a trauma-informed guide they know how to support you to allow your nervous system to you know, take baby steps and not put you in shock versus if you are doing it on your own or listening to a meditation or something on YouTube, it can be really triggering for you or, you know, so I totally, I totally get that. And uh, we are, we are meant to connect with each other. We heal through connection. Mm. not really isolation Uh, yes absolutely we heal through connection absolutely and sometimes that um, that connection is a really wonderful friend or a family member and sometimes that person is is someone that you hire yeah (laughs) yeah a coach or a guide absolutely um yeah for sure and um the other thing that I was wanting to to say is that um, you know, we all have our own time and our own timing for, for things in our lives, for, for healing in our lives or for um, personal development and that avoiding going inward, um, isn't always the answer. (laughs) I would say it's not the answer. It's, we want to, uh, rebuild our capacity you know, we want to restore our capacity, we want to renew our capacity and even expand our, our resilience for things in our life. And, um, you know, just like that quote that I said at the beginning, it's how we ease the felt pain and expand the felt joy. And if we are shutting down things and avoiding things because they are difficult or challenging, then we are probably also shutting down joy and good things in our lives too. And so it's, you know, how do we start to expand that resiliency and capacity to handle the fullness of life again, to be in the fullness of life so that we can experience the whole spectrum, you know, from a place of resiliency and groundedness. Exactly, exactly. And that brings me to my next question, which is that you're not only, you know, a trauma-informed somatic guide, but you're also a certified yoga teacher and you have a practice for over 12 years and you integrate your expertise, not only in yoga, but also Numa breathwork, somatic movement therapy, body-mind ball work, Ayurveda, and your incredible intuitive gifts. So you weave these uh, 
body-based practices uh, with, with your love for movement, mindfulness, and human connection. I'm curious to learn about the impact of this deep level of integration of not only movement, but also mindfulness, breathwork, and community connection. So what impact do you witness in your clients or what, what, what can you know, prospective clients experience as a result of this integration? Mm. Um, well, I would say that people come to me, if I'm working with people one-on-one, for example, Nilima, people will come to me with um, a whole variety of different things going on. Um, and, and so I feel really blessed and fortunate to have a whole toolkit of things to be able to meet them where they're at. Um, some people are very interested in um, movement, for example. Uh, some people are requiring or wanting a little more direction and instruction. Some people are wanting a more inward experience. Um, some people are wanting a deep dive into their subconscious material through the breathwork experience. Uh, some people are looking for regulation, like how to self-regulate their nervous system with some of these different tools. And so I feel really, really fortunate that I've learned from these really amazing teachers over the last couple of decades, um, these amazing modalities that are just so helpful for people to go inward at whatever level that they are really seeking and looking for. So someone might come with, they really have a lot of body tension and they want to do some customized yoga and body mind ball work for myofascial release, for example, and more mobility in their body. And so I'm thrilled to help co-create a program that works for, for them and their bodies. And I'm also super thrilled to work with people who are really looking for that almost like meditation in motion where they're really wanting to go in and explore on this really, um, uh, somatic level, you know, they, they want to feel the difference between their right and left sides and why one side is feeling stuck, for example. And they're just like, ah, oh, they're just like, so amazed at what they find when they really slow down. So I help people slow down to go within and really feel what's going on in their bodies. And, um, so I, I, I enjoy that. And then, like I said, the people that are looking for that, mm, that deeper dive into the subconscious material, uh, perhaps even going into belief systems and old memories even can, can surface during conscious connected breath work. Um, so I'm, I'm also, I also love greeting people in that way and holding space for people in that way as well. So for me, I guess, what this all allows me to do is really just greet people where they're at and people don't always know what they need and so I'm happy to say well let's try this <laughs> you know and we might do a weave of some of these different modalities to really greet their body where their body's at as well and their their sort of uh, capacity to go inward as well so yeah I, I guess you know what what are people's experience with that I think is that they get something that's just right for them mm -hmm. and in classes so I also lead you know group classes as well and so I will sometimes uh, just weave really uh, yoga and body mind ball work which is using different sizes and densities of rubber balls to release tension in the body really mindfully uh, and somatic movement to really guide people inwards and be able to release tension from their bodies and find that slowing down enough to feel that interoceptive practices of feeling inside their body. And then that agency that comes with taking care of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just, you know, recalling my, the group experience I had with you where even there, even, even in those experiences, there's so much space to kind of customize it for yourself. Like, 
maybe you are leading you know and leading something and it's it's a mixture of ball work breath work somatics but you allow you give so much space and um you you make the clients feel that you do as much as you like and there's so much space to play around with what feels good for you right Mm -hmm. And, and yeah nervous system loves choice yeah our nervous systems love choice yeah yeah oh I felt that and and yeah and I I I try to um make most things that I do an an invitation and an experiment you know let's try this and see how it feels yeah if it doesn't work for you there's other things (laughs) you know there's there's many doorways in there's many doorways in and what works for one person today you know isn't going to work for the other person and it might work for that person in in a week you know so it's really about being in the moment respecting our bodies and being able to make those good choices for ourselves yeah Absolutely. And which which brings me to my next question. Uh, it's about your upcoming group course. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Resilient. And I think it's coming up in July. And it's both online and in person. And I would love for you to share with us more about um, this, this offer that you have. And uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, for me, nothing is more important right now than all of us developing our self-awareness through the nervous system lens. And so that's what my, my course, my summer course this, this summer is all about is nervous system awareness and movement and practices, not just movement, but other practices that help to regulate our nervous systems. And so the course format, it's available both online and in person. I'm in St. Vital in Winnipeg for anyone listening who's in my area. <laughs> um, so the, the in-person is on a, on a Tuesday evening and the online is on a Wednesday afternoon. And it'll be a combination of movement and breathwork practices and other tools to use for regulating our nervous systems. And the course is designed to also provide some education, some really basic introductory level education about our autonomic nervous system. And the main thing being that people get to be more self-aware, you know, by the end of the four weeks, they'll be more self-aware about their states the state that they're in and experiencing and how to acknowledge that state appreciate that state and be able to shift that state if they so desire and and start to develop their own little toolbox of resources to be able to to shift states so um yeah i'm super excited to offer it people will be getting uh, a video a little video that i'm creating so once a week they'll get a short 15 or 20 minute educational video to watch and then we'll have the practice time to actually put the theory into practice and I'm so excited because I'm joining so yay yeah (laughs) that's so great I'm so happy (laughs) yeah I had such a good time in in your winter course as well so Mm. I was like I must do this in the summer so definitely that's so great and I I love small group learning um that's really where it's at for me is people not just learning from me me being the expert but from you know the quote-unquote expert but from people uh learning from each other's experiences through a little bit of sharing as well and uh it's just so rich that way so I am just having uh 10 people at my my home and I think I've capped it at 12 for the online version as well because I want that uh that bit of that community feel that comes from a small group so so you regularly offer community breathwork ceremonies and uh would you talk a little bit more about that I think you have one coming up soon as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I like I was saying earlier, I work one on one with people with conscious connected breath work. 
as a as a tool. And I also co-host community breathwork ceremonies, uh, but usually about once a month or once every six weeks or so. And um, so my my co-host is a, a colleague and good friend that I took my breathwork training with my and uh, we so we co-host these events and our next one is the 29th of June so Wednesday evening here in Winnipeg and a conscious connected breathwork journey or ceremony is you know it's different obviously than a one-on-one it's in a group versus uh, that one-on-one situation and there definitely is I would say a synergistic magic that happens in community with everybody with their own unique uh, intentions coming together and yet there is a collective intention that forms uh, as part of that we open with a circle an opening circle um, to create a container of that feels safe uh, for people including you know, some demonstrations so people know what to expect if they're new to the experience. Uh, my co-host is uh, Indigenous and he's um, brings Indigenous ceremony to the to the event as well. And it's really beautiful. Him and I, we get a lot of compliments on how well we compliment, how well we compliment each other and work together. And we love, love working together and have a really deep friendship through this, through this work. And so we're, we, we both uh, just really love creating and holding space for, for these group journeys. They are, um, you know, it's really important that people are coming to these that are not in need of one-on-one sessions because they're, these group journeys can be, they're a deep dive and they can be really expansive. And they also, um, you know, just really respectfully uh, appreciating where everybody's at, we we do ask that if anyone, there are contraindications, you know, to coming to these big group ceremonies. If someone, were, for example, was experiencing symptoms of PTSD, we would want to work with them one-on-one rather than coming to a, a big group journey because they are a really, uh, really an opportunity for a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. From what I understand, it seems it's for people who have done some of that inner work on their own. Because to be able to witness other people can be triggering, but correct. Mm-hmm. But there's so much we heal when we witness other people. But but it's like a fine balance. Right? Absolutely, <laughs> it's a fine balance. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, it's it's really important that people just read up a little bit what to expect, and they may, they're making that judgment for themselves about what feels right for them and if people are not sure then just to reach out to myself and I can give them some direction at whether a group a group event is right for them right away and it may really make sense to do one or two private sessions first uh, before diving into into a group session witnessing other people um, can be so healing and um, and amazing yeah for for people so that's really the magic of the group yeah because sometimes we feel that well not sometimes I feel oftentimes we feel that I'm the only person experiencing this and it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable and to share that when other people are sharing maybe I'm not sharing that so we get to feel seen you you know what you just said is is just so perfect that that even though your situations are different that that you see we see the sameness in one another yeah you know through sharing and being vulnerable that's where we see the sameness in each other and that's where it's amazing (laughs) yeah and I was about to say that um um you know like definitely reach out to joy if you are interested in the in, in the group you know consciousness journey experiences and as joy said earlier she will meet you where you are at so right if this if this is something that feels that makes you curious definitely i i would encourage you 
but you can always chat with Joy in her Instagram or email and see if it's the right fit for you. And, uh, you know, it, and it helps us, this conversation is helping us move into my next question, which is really working one-on-one with you, which is my dream. And I would love for you to share kind of the impact or the experience of working one-on-one with, with people and, uh, and why, how incredibly expansive and healing it can be when you're doing one-on-one. So I'd love to know about your one-on-one offers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I will work with clients on a one-on-one basis um, all the time. I uh, see people here in, in St. Fatal in Winnipeg, or I can meet with people online as well from anywhere, anywhere in the world. And I mean, I, I guess the, the biggest thing for the one-on-one work is just that personalized, customized programming that's necessary sometimes for people. Um, so not everyone wants to be in group atmosphere and going into, you know, some of the, the, the more tender places in their, in their lives, in their bodies with others. And that's com- completely fine. And that's where I will see people one-on-one for that. And I also offer, I mean, some, some people uh, just really need, some clients just need uh, a session or two to sort of shift things a little bit for them. Um, and then there's other people who need more support. And I offer a coaching package for that where you know, they might come every couple of weeks for a somatic session. And in between in the off weeks, we'll have a coaching call and a check-in to see how it's going, how the home practices are going, what's working, what's not working why (laughs) and uh, modify if needed and uh, so people feel really supported so I have an eight-week package for that that includes the somatic work as well as you know the home practices and coaching to support and really integrate because you know having one experience one big experience that's where we have like a breakthrough sometimes you know, we have these big ahas and realizations, perhaps. We might have a big release, perhaps. Um, so those are big breakthroughs. And they're, we, want, we want transformation. You know, we, we want to be able to transform our, you know, whether it's our beliefs, our behaviors, so that we are responding to life with skill, you know, whether it's in our workplaces, in our relationships. And, and so transformation happens over time. And I definitely in my life have had many, I'm grateful to have had many big breakthroughs and big realizations and ahas. And they're, they're really big times in our lives. And it's the, it's the transformational experiences of, of paying attention day to day and doing that little bit of work on ourselves on a regular basis, perhaps with a coach or a guide that's where we really see change. That's where the rubber hits the road, <laughs> you know, and we actually transform in our lives for, for the better. Oh, I just marinated with all those words. Like, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm going to do one-on-one with Joy. So get yourself into the one-on-one space with Joy. Seriously, uh, we don't have to be hurting and trying to Google our way through things. Okay, we cannot replace transformational coaching and facilitation with the with something from the internet. So be in spaces with people who are trained and who are gifted with the ability to support you. So now let's talk about um, this beautiful retreat space that you have given birth to. And I am so lucky that I was there myself. It's this beautiful place. I think uh, about an hour or two from Winnipeg. So tell us all about it. Mm, yeah. So my the the space that that you experienced and that you're speaking of is about two hours southwest of Winnipeg, and very near the American border, and just a mile from the scenic Pamina Valley. And it's where I grew up. 
I grew up out, out there and it's actually my uncle's property that he passed away a few years ago. And my uncle is very, very close to me. He was like a father to me uh, in many ways. And he passed away a few years ago and the property was, uh, came up for sale. And it, the property sadly was rented out for a few years and the people who are renting it really, I was the opposite of taking care of. It was, it was really damaged by the, the people who were there and their pets who weren't being cared for. And, um, and so when the property came up for sale, my husband and I had been looking for a rural property and looking at, you know, semi-retirement in the next few years with shifting our, shifting gears ourselves and, um, and, and with this retreat possibility in mind as well. Um, and so when this, this property came up for sale, it was a no-brainer for us. Um, and it really has, restoring it has been a real labor of love. And I always, I kind of joke that the house needed a rescue. And so did we at the time. We were um, undergoing a lot of, a lot of stress in our lives and needing our own retreat. So restoring it was like retreat. We'd go out there on weekends and, and restore uh, everything in that home. And it's been, so it's been really, really, really healing for us to be out there. We had no internet out there when we were first out there. And so we would just paint and repair things and, and uh, it was amazing. And so we've just put so much love into it. And as I was, you know, restoring things, I was starting to envision like, okay, this is, you know, this is going to be a retreat center. We're going to host people here and, and share. I always love to share. And so I really want to share what this place is to me. It's so it's on seven and a half acres. Um, it's a, it's a, it's just a great piece of property and um, with farmland all around it. And it's so grounding and so quiet out there. It's so quiet and it really is such a calming grounding place to be. And I just want to share that with other people to give them that space to come and restore their nervous systems and connect authentically and just really reconnect with themselves. So um, yeah, I've been hosting retreats there since January, as you know, and um, I'm just, I'm absolutely loving it. It's fantastic. And the, the, the space you, not only the physical space, it's just your facilitation. It's just so healing. I mean, I, my soul was like aching for this, that, that experience. Mm -hmm. So I wish that healing for everybody, um, and um, yeah, and I think you have an upcoming one coming. I mean, upcoming one in August, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, if you'd like to tell people how they can find you regarding that or who is it for? Yeah. So on August 5th through 7th, my friend and colleague, Natalie Reimer Anderson and I are co-hosting a retreat out there. It's my first time co-hosting retreat I'm so looking forward to working with her um, Natalie is an amazing um, self-love coach and uh, holistic nutritionist and she her one of her strengths is guiding people and coaching people on boundaries and so we are gonna we are creating a retreat that is called if I remember the name of it right now off the top of my head it's called um, breath boundaries and balance I believe and we are um, offering this really this retreat experience to give people a chance to uh, get in touch with their own nervous systems and the interface between our our boundaries our personal boundaries which are attached to our belief systems of course and how our nervous systems can get out of sorts when we don't have our boundaries in place. And so we are going to be having an amazing retreat that's focusing on that with lots of space. Um, it's really important for both of us that we're not cramming too much programming into our retreat, that there's lots of space for to just be and to reflect and connect with one another as, as well as 
as well as the, the programming and the information that we're going to be sharing. So, Even when we start setting boundaries, the nervous system can go a little out of alignment because we are not, many of us are not used to setting boundaries, it makes us feel unsafe. So get yourself some boundary work done and seriously come to the retreat. I mean, I probably will be there. Um, so that is so exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if people are interested in checking it out, they can go to, um, well, right now it's, I don't, we don't have it up on my website just yet. It will be soon, but they can just simply email me joy at joysomatics.ca if, if they're interested in, in joining in or want more information. Yeah. And obviously in the show notes, uh, I will leave all your socials, your website and email for people to find out uh, more about your work. And now that, you know, we have learned so much about the amazing and incredible work that you're doing, tell us about you, like how you are taking care of yourself, what makes your cup be full, what keeps you grounded. Um, and yeah, what would you like to kind of offer as a takeaway message to our listeners uh, from this mm. episode? Mm. Well, my, you know, I, I just want to, I want to share with people that um, I've been really having to put my own knowledge about all of these things into practice myself um, without going into all the details, just a, my own nervous system has, a, it, it took me a while to actually admit it. But my own nervous system has um, is in repair and in restore. And so for me, one of the most important things for me lately has been learning how to pace myself as I begin to sort of come back to full capacity. And I have a tendency to want to just, especially this time of year when the sun is back out and my battery is feeling more charged to really dive in and do more, <clears throat> help people more, all these things and learn more. And so it's been a real practice for me to, to, to do less. And uh, my, my course originally was going to be six weeks and it didn't feel right. I changed it to four and I'm like, that feels right. It felt right in my body. And so pacing has been really, really Im being important and really honestly checking in with myself and being honest. Is this a should, I should be able to do this? Or is this a, uh, you know, am I shooting myself to death? <laughs> uh, so really honestly checking in and being more sincere and more respectful of my own nervous system and my own capacity right now so that has been really really huge for me and I my number one my number one go-to for grounding myself is being in nature and being on the earth and even if that's just in my own backyard and being there with the trees that I love there in my yard and the sounds of my wind chimes the birds chirping um but being in, in nature, you know, getting to a forest, being on the land is really, really, really grounding for me. Probably my number one thing. Yeah, absolutely. Less is more. And less is more. Yeah. Less is more. Less is more. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> feel a big yeah. exhale just hearing that yeah yeah less is more and unfortunately our societal conditioning is we have to be doing and doing and doing and learning to do less and taking time even if it's just sipping a cup of coffee like not inhaling it but taking your time and really allowing some scheduled disconnection from everything, especially social media and people and talking and just 
especially because we live in such a such an overly connected world now because of the virtual access to everything so definitely I, I feel that less is more if I, if I have less and uh, yeah and I would um I'd love to leave your listeners with a really short little practice as we wrap up if we're at that time yeah absolutely let's do it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so you know if you're not driving and operating heavy equipment <laughs> just feel free to uh to listen fully and if you are driving or operating heavy equipment or then just feel free just to kind of listen listen with half of your attention keeping some of your attention on on what it is that you're doing yeah so ah could you could you take a moment to to just settle into your surroundings maybe you've been you know doing things as you've been listening to this podcast and could you take a moment to pause and become more quiet And could you find something through, through your extraception, through your senses, could you find something in your space that is comforting for you? And that might be something visually, or maybe there's a scent in your space that's nice. Perhaps there's a texture, clothing. So could you take a moment and just find something that is comforting for you outside of yourself? And just knowing that even throughout this um, brief practice or at, at any time in your day that you have this available to you to turn to like a resource, this comfort. And could you now bring your awareness to your body, just simply sensing the contact points of your body and the support beneath you. So that might be feet on the floor, your hips and your back and your chair. And could you take a moment to really arrive and settle? Allow gravity to release you downwards, resting on this support just a little more. And with your eyes softly open, gaze low, almost an inward gaze or eyes closed. Could you take your awareness inward into your body for a few moments? And could you imagine that your body is this container of gel? And is there any places in the gel that feel sticky or hard, stiff? And could you find your own small gentle movements that soften this gel? How could you soften the gel just on your own, in your own way? Just how could you take care of If you find anything in your body that feels you know, painful or really challenging, how could you just offer that part of yourself a little bit of 
witnessing and support. Sometimes that's just a gentle hand or touch, massage. So just continuing to offer support or finding movements that just soften and take care of this gel. And then could you take a moment now just simply to offer yourself some kindness as we wrap this up. How could you offer yourself some appreciation, kindness? And my hands found my heart space. Maybe you've put your arms around yourself in some way or something else. How could you offer yourself a gesture of kindness and compassion? And then very, very gently, deepening breath and wiggling toes. And maybe opening eyes, bringing your full awareness back into your space around you. And you might yawn or stretch, there just might be a little reset stretch, like when you get up from a nap, as we transition and shift states back to regular life. And just knowing that you could take that little practice with you at any time and just be able to check in with yourself and take care of yourself. What a lovely treat you've given us, Joy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. No, you're so welcome. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for having me. It's so delightful to hang out with you and yeah so mm -hmm. grateful <sighs> so listeners we i'm going to leave all of joy's socials and website uh, in the show notes but just to quickly tell you her website just if you're listening it's joy somatics is j-o-y-s-o-m-a-t-i-c-s dot c-a so that and her instagram is also the handle is Joy Somatics. Pretty easy, but you will find them in the show notes. And uh, thank you so much. Leave us a comment below. And I will also leave a like a timestamp uh, on the point when Joy started uh, leading us through this beautiful closing practice so that you can always come back and do it. But thank you for listening and sending you all so much love. And thank you, Joy. Mm, thanks, everybody. It's great to spend time with you, Nalima, and, and uh, great to get to know your listeners this way. Thank you. All right. Bye.